From the global headquarters of the Asgard Company in beautiful downtown Wichita Falls, Texas. From the finest mind in the modern fitness industry. The one true voice of the strength and conditioning profession. The most important podcast on the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, starting strength radio. Artillery. lot of people it that's the that's the prime i think the fucking psyops fucking uh effect of artillery is i mean primary effect when any kind of thing from the sky falls when you're not expecting and explodes and you can't do and you're just standing there going well fuck you know yeah that uh what was that book that was out a while back Written by the, the the Serbian or Croatian guy. Oh, the survival. Book? Yeah, shit hits the fan yeah, book. The fan, yeah. that's, that's what he said. It's uh, some guy lived through the Bill Clinton's little situation over there in Serbia, Croatia, back in the nineties when the Serbians were shelling every civilian target they could find and shit. And this guy was one of those poor bastards on the receiving end of it. And he said, "It's just, it's nothing else compares to being shelled." I've heard that several times. Yeah, when they did, it's just you know, you. My dad told me that you know you can't something falling out of the sky. You don't know if this is the last breath you're going to draw. It's just there's absolutely nothing you can do about it, and it's just the push into Baghdad. They took the whole 11th Marine Regiment, and you can Google the YouTube video of it. So you got. Four battalions with three firing batteries each, so 18 guns per battalion, and they shot mm-hmm. a regimental 12. So you got 18, 36, what, plus another 18 times 12 rounds per gun, and it is, like, unreal. I mean, that's why when they rolled up, the whole place was just gone. But right. It's a lot of rounds. It just kills everybody's it's ass. It's a lot of rounds. I guess. That's, that's saturation artillery, would you call that? Is there a term for that? Massing of fires. Yeah, massing of fires. I like saturation of artillery, though. How long does it take to do that? Shoot that many rounds? Oh, I mean, they're shooting four rounds a minute, you know? I mean, you can do even faster turnaround times, but... Say four yeah, rounds I mean, a minute. Yeah. 15 seconds. Yeah. I mean, each gun's shooting 11 rounds, so two minutes. The whole damn thing. Because they're all shooting at once. Yeah, they're all shooting at once. Oh, God damn. So that's why when you're doing... (laughs) Imagine that fucking death falling from the sky in two minutes and just everything around you is gone. And I think what he said was uh, the most devastating effect of this is watching your buddy over here 50 feet away just disappear in a red mist. Pink mist. Yeah. Yeah, I'll show you videos later. Oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah, you'd be I'm, glad I'm, you got the three. Yeah, you can't unsee that shit, yeah. can you? <laughs> God Almighty! Uh, well, anyway, what are you going to talk about? Oh, welcome to the podcast, by the way. Oh, we're getting started now. Yeah, might as well. Yeah, might as well. Uh, we'll probably use yeah. all that. You know why not? You yeah, know, it's good stuff. Why not? Uh, starting to drink radio podcast number, whatever the hell this is. We're here with Grant Brogy. 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 I thought that's what I said. I said Brogy. 
I did. Maybe you just said it in Texas. I meant to say Brogy. There it is. Brogy. Is that right? Brogy. Bro. Bro guy. Bro. Like Bro. the Italians. Like the Italians. Brogy is what they said. But my Which Ita- has it the original pronunciation. Brogy, but my grandfather is an eye doctor, was an eye doctor right. in Boston, and he said the Irish couldn't say it. So he just quit it. And they couldn't, the Irish it couldn't say They couldn't say, say Brogy. So they just changed it to Brogy. <laughs> my other not, half is Irish. I, I say it just fine. <laughs> why can they not pronounce Brogy? Where's the accent? First syllable, second syllable. Brogy, Brogy. Brogy. Brogy, first syllable. Yeah. Well, that seems reasonable. So anyway, Grant's here with us. And uh, we are uh, going to talk to Grant about several things today. We've got uh, uh, several topics to discuss. Among other things, Grant is an officer in the United States Marine Corps. Uh, he's in the artillery department. And uh, he's also the owner of two two gyms. gyms in Orange County, California, the Strength Company. And uh, are you planning on a third location? Hopefully this fall there this in Orange fall, County. Third or, location. He's yeah. going to have a... He's going to have a conglomerate before this is over. Over global, he'll be global worldwide. This is over with global, at least within uh, Orange County. <laughs> and uh, oh, you know, he's starting strength coach. He does things the right way. Uh, so uh, let's do the gym shit first. How's business? Okay. Good. It's good. Yep, we've uh, yep. one July seventeen. Opened the first one, right. December this past December of eighteen. The second one, so coming up uh, on two years. Coming up on two years for the first location. Yep, that one runs at uh you know five five classes per day. Uh, runs full. How uh, many square feet is the uh, first one's twelve eighty? Second one's fourteen hundred. So it's not a huge place, no, no, but no. it's just just the right size. We were in. Uh, Starting Strength Austin this past weekend. She's sixteen hundred square feet. Okay. And I was amazed at how big the place felt. You know, across the street over here, here in the global headquarters of uh, beautiful, uh, beautiful downtown Wichita Falls. There, I know there was something there. Global that had headquarters to be safe. of uh, of the Asgard Company. Our building is eighty one hundred square feet, and of course it's a it's a sprawling mansion like building, and. Uh, you know, swimming pools, movie stars, that sort of thing. All the lights are on all, all the time. All the lights yep. are on all the time as long as the sun's out. That's right. And because uh, the skylights, you know. You know someone was sleeping on a platform when I walked in today. It happens. Yeah. I mean, you know, we there are homeless people. Yeah, that's right. They got to go somewhere. They, you know, I mean, we've got the same problems San Francisco's got. We just don't let people shit right, in the right. floor of the gym, you know. We... we we run them off if they do that, but <laughs> has happened. Anyway, uh, yeah, sixteen hundred felt big, and I was surprised at that. But really, I shouldn't have been. We when we looked at the footprints, we went over there and looked at uh, the section of the gym that's occupied by our seven racks on the on the south side of the of the building, and it's. It's about 1,400 feet, uh, 
and then in the oh, back of that, yeah, I see. Just yeah. the the platform yep, layout's yep, about yep. 1,400 feet, and the back uh, of her place is a, a a bathroom and a changing room, and then there's a small lobby up front, and it looks looks great. Yeah, all of this had uh, had been planned uh, just on paper, and I'm looking at the the floor plan, and I'm thinking, yeah, this is this is gonna feel cramped. But uh, uh, Nick had seen it before, before Rusty and I had. Ricky. Little, uh, Ricky, I'm sorry. Ricky. And uh, he, uh, we got down there, and uh, that was a bug, by the way. You got uh, him. That was conglomerate artillery. I'm telling you, that's what it's like being that's artillery. That's what it's like, out of nowhere. Just out of the sky, yep. you're just dust. He's a squirter. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Get him the second time. <laughs> got to put him down. Yeah. Man. So uh, yeah, it was nice and big. It was uh, I was impressed with the uh, with the design of the thing, having only seen it on paper previously, and it worked just fine. So uh, how many platforms in your small? I got seven in the small one, eight in the big one. Yeah, because you just how, don't how need many, that much space. How many did she have? Nine? No, she, it was eight. She's, she's it's seven eight. in a in seven a in an Olympic platform. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it, we've got plenty of room. Yeah. It's, uh, it's going to work just fine, and uh, uh, she's in the shopping center down there on uh, on uh, West Anderson, and uh, it's a nice location. And uh, the most amazing thing about Austin is that there's good food all over the fucking. What's place. in the complex? What's right. in the? I got sushi in, com- in we, my complex. We went over across the street to another complex, and there. What, what was that place called? One Taco. Yeah. Well, yeah. I got two tacos. Yeah. And dos. Uh, oh, dos tacos. Dos. And uh, why do they call it one taco instead of uno? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's marketing. So uh, they uh, <laughs> there was real, the, real actual. <laughs> Didn't know what the hell it's you were talking Texas. about in English Mexicans working there. It's Austin, yeah. you know. And uh, is Austin and, not man, a part of Texas? It's good. Yeah, Austin's kind of a part of Texas. Austin has seceded. Austin. All right, let me let me rephrase that. Austin's uh, intellectual elite <laughs> has are they are under the impression that they've seceded. But you you can't secede from Texas. Texas can secede from you, but you cannot secede from Texas. So y'all just give it up. I mean, if you guys want to vote Democrat down there, y'all go ahead. But we don't like it, <laughs> and and we're not gonna we're not gonna treat you nice if you do that. But you. Uh, uh, Austin has got a Austin has this self awareness problem. They're extremely self aware. They're all. Have you seen the bumper stickers? Keep Austin weird. You seen those? Is there a danger of Austin not being weird? Why would you print yeah, something stupid? Yeah, that I was gonna say. And that a oh Portland no, thing? Austin's been saying that for forty years. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Before anybody knew where Portland was, there was Austin. We say things in South Carolina like "friends don't let friends eat imported shrimp." Those <laughs> are the rather, kind of bumper stickers you see where I'm from. That's pretty. That's pretty specific. Well, it's it's pretty important. <laughs> that's a specific well, deal. They I, make shrimp in South Carolina. Oh, are you kidding me? I 
Nothing but Never nothing but there. shrimp boats off the coast. Shrimp. I imported thirty pounds this past weekend. Is it overnight. better than Gulf shrimp? It's Gulf shrimp. Same thing. Gulf shrimp. Yeah. They get it. It's the, better in South Carolina. If you bring it from the Gulf to South to the, Carolina, from the Gulf, the Gulf shrimp in South Carolina waters. Oh, you're talking about Gulf shrimp as a species of shrimp. What are that, you talking about? It. I'm just from talking the about Gulf. From the Gulf. Oh yeah, no. It's all the. It, you what just do don't know? want imported shrimp. Right. Imported no. farm shrimp. Well, where would that come from? China or someplace? Yeah, Taiwan. Taiwan. These places. Farm shrimp yep. from the Pacific. It's not as good. Uh, you know anything about oysters? I know they a lot oysters. about oysters. When you buy those cans of oysters in the... Oh, don't eat. Oysters the, should in, be come out of a burlap bag on a table uh, covered in newspaper. We, we, it's Wichita Falls, Grant. Well, look, I mean, maybe you should travel a little bit. Well, <laughs> you know, that's something I've considered. Yeah. You know, like maybe you just sit up in here all the time. I sit here. Yeah. I've been here Nick for years. Can control I, this. Just, I will stay within three square blocks. Yep. That's why you, you sleep know, on the 90, platforms. 90% of the times I, I, I crash here in the office, sleep on this table every once in a while, <laughs> uh, eat, you know, Stan Efforting's food over in the gym. We need to plug Stan. At vertical. Some point. Get vertical. Vertical diet. Yep. Oh, it's good. Oh, it's Would good. You buy Stan's it? a great guy. Yeah, I ordered it from him. Huh. And uh, uh, oh, was it? that's what that's what Nick had for huh. lunch. Uh, for the money, it's a great value. The shit is good. You don't get tired of it. Where's he I based just, out of? Uh, is it frozen when you he, get it? He lives in Vegas, Vegas okay. area, Henderson or someplace. Well, yeah. uh, I don't know where the food comes from. He has it prepared at a Utah. Utah is oh, the. Okay. Is the X Elevate or Elevate, whatever, whatever the name of the company is, but just look up Stan Everding, buy the shit. It's good. Uh, they uh, uh, or say nice things about us, and we, you know, appreciate say nice that. Things back. We say nice things back. No. It's kind of a, you know, mutual deal. Stan came to our seminar in uh, Phoenix, and uh, what a gentleman. What a great guy. He, he's a great guy. And uh, was just as gracious as he could be with all the people there that knew him and wanted his autograph. And he was just great. I can't say enough good stuff about Stan. Uh, maybe we'll get him to sit down and talk with us one of these days on this podcast. Uh, at which time, by the end, by which time we will have another one of two, these. Two microphones. good microphones. Yeah. So if if you people are listening to Grant talk and he sounds like, oh, <clears throat> a girl or. <laughs> Like you I'm know, from Austin? Like you're from Austin yeah. or like you're from South Carolina or Carolina. It's, it's Carolina. The, it's the microphone. Brogy. It's the it's the microphone. All right. So anyway, the gyms are yeah. going well on the gyms are good. Yeah. All right. Now we just did a thing on the military. Military PT. And as is usually the case when particular facts are in question. I fuck stuff up. Uh, uh, I try to <laughs> to 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 remain generally headed in the direction of a correct diagram, but oftentimes I am wrong. Uh, what I'd like to know is what is being done for PT right now. What do the tests for that ability consist of in as many of the services as you are familiar with? And what 
you think we ought to be doing as opposed to what we're doing now. And I don't want you to get court-martialed for talking to me about this, but uh, and I don't know how sensitive everybody is over there. No, yeah, but we're good. but uh, let's just let's discuss that and let's get the kind of the facts on the table here and let's see what's see what's going so on. So what they've done recently, they DOD since the previous secretary put women in all ground combat MOSs, is they've developed tests that says, hey, way before boot camp, but when this person first walks in to a recruiter's office, we need to assess assess their physical ability of what they can do, mm-hmm. right? And so that, I believe the Marine Corps called the IST, Individual Skills Test, or some strength test. Individual this strength is when test. they first show when up. When they first come up, as they're signing the contract. <clears throat> we want to Get up to sign, but then figure this stuff right. out. We want to know what we're working right. with here. Right, all right. And so then they took all the MOSs and they, cl- they added strength requirements to them. So like in the mm-hmm. artillery community, you have to be able to pick up and press press I use loosely get to overhead a 115 pound barbell three times okay so if you get assigned MOS 0811 cannoneer you go to Fort Sill you have that time that you're in Fort Sill this is after boot camp to do that if you don't do it you get redesignated right so they do the problem is this all the kids from Nebraska they end up being to be able to be artillery right Right, but they have all these other Marines that show up, and they just don't have the strength because they've never strength trained. People from California and New York, exactly. for example. For right. example, yeah. Right. And now those people, they don't do anything to get them stronger. Now, right. at certain schoolhouses, I had another captain. But so you, you are responsible for this yourself. You, yes, you as the individual need to. Here's need, the requirement. Yep, you want to do this job? Out. Yeah, figure it out. Figure exactly. It out. Okay. So. That is the problem, and you've spoken about this in terms of it should be initiated into boot camp. It's just tough. I mean, they're trying to make changes. Now they have an MOS where you're a fitness instructor, mm-hmm. right? Um, but, I mean, we know no one – most people don't know how to teach this, right? No. Um, no. But, what I mean, so when I get Marines in, hey, two days a week, make them strength train, make them do it mostly right, you know, mm-hmm. make them do it mostly right and still do all the other stuff, right. and the results are still way better. Yeah. Um, they've changed some other things. Um, you have to do more pull-ups now in the Marine Corps. You used to be able to do 20, now you have to do 23. Mm-hmm. So maybe they want you to be stronger. That's why it went up. Maybe. Yeah. Or lighter. Yeah, or lighter. Which is which is a thing, a too. A bad decision. Yeah. Uh, all right, what, what do you know about uh, uh, organized PT in the Marine Corps? Is that, as I understand it, that is a company commander level yeah. decision. It's right. not an institutional thing from, uh, the, from the Joint Chiefs of Staff no. down. It, it a, is, it is, I'm a captain. I'm a company grade officer. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's at this level and below who decides what Marines do when they wake up every day for PT. Right. Uh, now, as an institution, because of our physical fitness tests, being a three-mile run, crunches and chin-ups, that running is just like a part of the culture. But it's going away. So you see a bunch of different stuff. I mean, in mine, everyone's lifting weights, right? But you'll see a lot of that uh, CrossFit flavor to something. You know, right. It kind of depends what those people are into. But mm-hmm. as a general rule, Marines are running. They're right. running and doing calisthenics. 
And you know. are they running because the company commander likes to run? They're running a lot of times because it's just easy, right? Sure. So, so I'm a sergeant. There's no skill involved. I'm a sergeant. I got nine Marines, and the <clears> lieutenant <throat> says, PT the Marines tomorrow at 6 a.m. I'm going to come with you, but you plan it out. And the guy just wakes up and ties his shoes, and they take right. Off he doesn't have to teach you anything right. if running is the PT. Right. Right. But once they do it, once they lift, everything changes. I mean, mm. so I did, and you know, with with our platoon, is we had a big whiteboard up and every Marine's name on there, mm-hmm. and they didn't know how much better they were getting from strength training, but they just wanted to come in and move themselves up on the whiteboard, right, right. and show that they got stronger. And so I teach the sergeants, and the sergeants would go and teach the Marines, but you know. Um, but yeah, no, it's not like the Joint Chiefs of Staff are right. saying you must wake up and run. <clears throat> right, and I, as I understand it, all of the all the branches of the services are uh, basically the same boat. The Air Force, yeah. the Navy, the Army, the Coast Guard at the at the top level does not mandate a, a PT program. And but uh, the test that's required mandates it to an extent yes right they've designed the the test to to produce an outcome from the pt right Right. like the combat fitness test so the marine corps there's two tests you have a physical fitness test Mm -hmm. three mile run crunches and chin-ups and you have the combat fitness test that's a good test it could be better but it's a decent test you start with an eight eight hundred and eighty meter run in utilities Mm. all right so about two and a half minute run but right. you can I, – I squat three times a week. I never run except when I'm getting ready for my physical fitness test. But for mm-hmm. that one, I'll go out and I'll max it out, get a perfect score. Then it's ammo can lifts. So you get a full ammo can, about 30 pounds or something, mm-hmm. 110 repetitions overhead. If they would make that can 60 pounds even. Well, you just snatch it overhead basically. Is that no, you have to bring it down and then put, everyone push presses it. They just oh, okay. push press it and right. you know, lock it out. 110. Right. Then there's a little course. You start out in the low crawl. You go through a little zigzag. You get up and sprint. There's a, a casualty there, a Marine that you mm-hmm. drag. You then pick them up, run back, pick up ammo cans, run down, throw a grenade, do three push-ups, and sprint back with your ammo cans. It's just right. like a little gut check. Right. And it takes two minutes if you, if, you, if you get a perfect score. Right. That's a good test if the – ammo can presses were heavy in my opinion right um but and the guys that strength train crush that test. always yeah crush that murder the thing, yeah right. the, i mean the three mile run it's hard to run three miles quickly at 240 pounds you know it's doable you right. you will pass it but it's you know it's that's why that three mile run the marine corps keeps because it forces people to be lighter right yeah. and i never really have understood the preference for a light combat soldier that doesn't uh, I mean, what does mythology tell us? You know, what does the history of the human race tell us about <laughs> effective <laughs> combat guys? You don't want to be light. You don't want to be light. Yeah, you don't you want to be, be light. big and strong. Yeah, I'm strong. But you got to be able to move. Well, there's a median there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You have to be able to yeah. move, which means you don't want to be big and fat. Right. But we're not suggesting that the best soldiers are big and fat. Yeah. We're suggesting that the best soldiers are big and muscular. And why this has not penetrated, I don't really understand. Uh, what do you know about the Army? Well, not much. 
in terms of their physical yeah. fitness. What, I mean, so their, I, what's their standard? So their standard is so I ran that test when I was in college, right? That was the that was the test that was required for ROTC, and it's uh, seventy two pushups. And this may have changed. This is mm-hmm. dated information. Seventy two pushups, a hundred sit ups, and a two mile run. Yeah. Um, some version of sit-ups, push-ups, and yeah, running. Yeah, and right? running. Yeah, that's what it all is. Air Force? Uh, I forget what that. Mile and a half run and sit-ups and I think push-ups or something like that. Same with the Navy. Right. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, Coast Guard, you know anything about the Coast people? There's some swimming things in there, but. Yeah, you know, they want you to be able to actually swim if yeah. you fall off the boat. Right. Try to chase the boat yeah. down. You've seen the movie Guardian when they no. jump You've never seen this no, when they I'm jump sorry. out of the helicopters in the sorry. ocean? No, I haven't. It seems like an incredibly stupid thing it, to do to me. It, it, it does not look like a good time. Right. <laughs> I prefer to be on land. I guess if it's required, that's what you do. But marine means water. It means water. Right? Amphibious. Amphibious yeah. is the word. Right. But I'd still rather be on land with my howitzers. Well, I, I can get there I via a too. boat. I can get good, there clean via a boat. Dirt. Yeah. You know. your, your test is okay. I think the well, what runs, do you, what a, little, do you think the runs a little too short. Well, here, let's for the listeners, yeah, the viewers. Let me see if twelve chin ups, double right, body weight. It's a double lifts. body weight deadlift. Yeah, it is a seventy five percent seventy five percent body weight press. Now these are both with a bar, okay, with a barbell. Um, a seventy five second, no twelve chin ups, right, and a seventy five second. Uh, 400 meters. Okay. Which is 400 meters. For it's, it's, yeah. it's 400 meters. Yeah, yeah. It's 75 seconds. Okay. Which, uh, and those last two requirements, the chin up requirement and the, and the 75 second 400, and that's not a, you know, track star time, obviously, but, uh, it does weed out fat people. So, and my idea for this was that we can replace all of the body composition examination portions of right. uh, of the existing standards right now with just these physical standards because a, a big fat pie wagon motherfucker you, cannot do you're right. twelve chin ups and a four hundred meter in twelve uh, in 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 seventy five seconds even if he can do a double body weight deadlift which wouldn't be surprising if he could and a seventy five percent Seventy five percent of body weight overhead press, which would be hard for him. Right. So the kind of the thing kind of is multi purpose right. in that it it selects against uh, fat people, while at the same time gets us past the idea that uh, a marine needs to look good in his uniform. It's an element. That's that's why people volunteer. I, I, know, I mean, look just, at me, Rip. I'm Everyone just, wants to be a Marine now. Of course. Of course. Lean and, and over you're, here. You're a handsome man. Yeah. Broji. But well, I, I'm telling you, you, you this is so well, silly to even articulate the, the Marine Corps that the is appearance of a Marine is somehow critical to his function in combat. I, it's just stupid. It you know I I just don't understand the purpose of it. I understand that it's a tradition. I understand that for seven thousand years Marines have looked a certain way in their uniform since seventeen seventy five. Absolutely, Tun Tavern, Pennsylvania. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm excited now. It's it's a it's a, a a bizarre standard 
to even articulate in 2019. Uh, especially since the advent of machinery. I think the development of machinery was one of the most important aspects of war fighting that, that, have, uh, that we, we could articulate. Imagine when those, when those guys that used to have to walk all over Europe finally got horses and wagons and shit and could ride all over Europe. It was a big deal. Huge deal. Big, big, giant-ass deal. And not only did they get to ride, the supplies got moved on wagons, too, right? And then we invented the internal combustion engine, you know, and the one of the first applications. Wait till the, we get the electric tank. Hey, green. Yeah, the call green, Elon. The green tank. The green tank. Uh, <clears throat> what about a nuclear tank? Why don't we have one of those damn things? <clears throat> Well, I happen to know why we don't have one of those damn things, because I've read James Mahaffey's book, The Atomic Adventures, is what it's called. You know why we don't have a, nu a, a, a nuclear tank? Because it's stupid. That's why. <laughs> stupid. You got that from a book. It's a fucking mess. Let's say you blow up a, nu a tank with a nuclear engine in it. Yeah, it's a mess. It's a you that's got a, a mess. You got a problem. Yeah. You got a serious problem. That's why we don't have aircraft with nuclear. They were working on that. Believe it or not, they're working on air. They were working on aircraft with nuclear, nuclear-powered aircraft. And then somebody realized one day, let me shoot this fucking thing down. That that really is a bad deal, you know. And uh, and it would have been a horrible deal, like that accident they had the B fifty two accident they oh, had yeah. up at Thule. They never got that straightened out. It was thing was a giant mess and if, if the power plant of the airplane got shot out of the sky oh shit so anyway they got rid of that idea and uh but you're saying machinery should machinery, let us be bigger machinery now allows for a soldier that doesn't have to walk everywhere he goes no. and i think this is this is important in a cup for a couple of different reasons first it allows for the guy who would be walking everywhere to retain more useful muscle mass, body weight, strength, so that he, when it comes time to actually fight, he's in a better position to do so. Is this and Texas rainwater? I, who gives a shit? Ozark. Continue. Uh, and second, it uh, it permits uh, uh, more equipment, more people to be delivered in a in a in a condition. To uh, to fight for the short period of time, that short duration, and then short duration, and get get, get on yeah. the truck and get yeah. the hell out of yeah. here without having to walk to and from right. the, to and from the situation. And uh, it's uh, you know changed warfare. The I past hundred years have been quite a bit yeah. different than the previous uh, you know situation that we had you know prior to mechanization, and yet. Here we are with a three-mile run yep. as part of the which does not occur on a battlefield. But I do think it's trending correctly. Those ISTs, Good. yeah, and it, it's trending correctly. Where if people want, but it's on their own, mm -hmm. right? But you realize right. if I want this job, I've got to be stronger. Right. And then you have in units like in artillery, for example. Look, when you go to the middle of the desert by Joshua Tree and you right. spend sixteen days on a howitzer, humping. 
105 pound HE rounds, mm-hmm. you realize I should probably do something about this to yes. get a little bit stronger. I should. It would be better if I weighed another right. 40 pounds. Right. Because, because I'm going to lose, lose 20. 20 pounds anyway, right? You yep, know, you I'm going to lose 20, and if I had 40 to lose, I end up in a hell of a lot better position. But, Rip, like, now I don't look like a beauty pageant star. Yeah, That's the microphone that made me sound I mean? like that. <laughs> this microphone, microphone sucks. He didn't actually yeah, say that. I didn't say that. Uh, it's a cheap microphone. Cheap, cheap Nick bought somewhere used. But we we send Marines over to the Strength Co. It's easy for me. I don't even have Good. to coach them anymore. I just... I just send them over. Well, 6 and you know, it's not like this is difficult. You know, no. my proposal, of course, uh, is that basic training should now consist of strength training, and nobody runs a step until they can do a double body weight squat and seventy five percent press. And then, if you want to, you know, have them start running a little bit, that's fine. But the problem is, is you've got old people. You know, guys my age and a little younger and a little older that were raised as runners mm-hmm. in the in the military and are just not prepared to rethink this. They're just not prepared to rethink this, the the, the preparation equation here. Uh, and one of the one of the interesting things. Uh, one of the things I find interesting about my set of recommendations is that it it completely eliminates this ridiculous conversation we seem to be having to have about women in, in combat service. If that's the standard. That's what I'm saying. If about that's the, the standard and they can do the standard, then what difference is that's it? That's what make? I say all the time. People say, you well, know? how do you feel about that? I said, I, I want to. Look to the left or to the right to the Marine that's there right. and whatever I need them to do for them they to can, be able to do it. They can do that's it. That's all that matters. Doesn't matter yeah. what their plumbing right. is, Doesn't as long <laughs> as they can accomplish the task. Well, to a certain extent, you know, it is kind of naive to believe that plumbing doesn't matter because, you know, boys and girls at that age tend to, you know, do things that may or may not be necessarily Remember uh, I don't want to get I don't want to get court martialed. I understand. I don't want to get court martialed. Yeah. No, just turn his microphone yeah. off. That's right. Well, it doesn't work very well anyway. No, Ricky fucked it up. Right. <laughs> so, uh But if 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 something simple like this was adopted, a simple realistic uh standard that was that was based on field combat circumstances that enables a person to uh, enables for enables everybody in the platoon to be reasonably certain that everybody else in the platoon has got their back. Right. uh, Can have their back if they need their back halved. Right. Uh, That is, uh, is, it would solve so many problems, and it would shut so many people up. It Less saves injuries. money. It's yeah. cheaper. People don't get hurt as frequently. The whole unit would be combat-ready all the time. Nobody's hurt unnecessarily. Nobody's got stress fractures from running. Um, you know, all of, the, all of the shit that is associated with inefficient PT just goes away. But... You know, here I am talking about it. Your microphone doesn't work. Nobody's, you know, nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna act on this. You know, not in, not for the next twenty years. That very well may be that some of your guys, 
It, it, it can, I mean, it, who are it, on an officer track, yep. you know, will eventually in the year 2035 be in a position to actually make a more informed decision about right. this and change this whole thing around. But uh, as long as you've got old runners so, making decisions, and as long as this is, can't be really understated either, as long as you've got contracts yep. for equipment that yep. don't involve bars and plates and racks and platforms and cheap stuff like that, then you're going to have a whole other agenda coming from somewhere else about this entire question, aren't you? Well, you have all that, but then you also have warfare evolving, mm-hmm. right? And yes. that changing and brute, brute forces, you know, and at the human level, not needed as much. I mean, how long are right. we going to put human beings in airplanes when I can just drone everything? Well, that's a very to, good to, question. To fly a combat mission. If you can drone a B-52, I don't know that plans are in works for that right now. B-52 is an interesting aircraft, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, damn thing's designed and basically 1949 and uh it's still the only heavy bomber in the inventory that and you see they pulled a h model out of the out of the boneyard at davis monthan no. last week they oh, pulled really? one out of there and they're going to make it airworthy and get it back in the sky to replace one that crashed but hmm. we're still dependent on the b-52 oh, yeah. and the b-52 is kind of like your artillery barrage you know, it just conglomerate. I think you freaks said. people oh. out, and you take you take enough artillery and enough saturation bombing. You're right. The guy on the ground, the combat soldier on the ground, has a whole lot less shit to do. But if we are going to be in a position to have to take a city. Then there's going to be people in boots oh, yeah. on the ground. Yeah, you're still going to that, that mission yeah, never, that's goes never going away. You always have to be ready away. Right. But it becomes, it does in fact become less, less critical if if you've got better and better precision in terms of your uh, air things assets. that you can do shaping before your people are even right. there. Right. right. The, the better the a job you do at that yep. with drones and artillery and everything else, the yeah. the, the less we have to uh, rely on on ground combat people. And ironically, the less we have to re- rely on your three-mile run time, right? Too. Right. Yeah. I don't and know that it, we're relying on that anyway. Though. Well, we're not relying yeah. on it. So why are we doing? Yeah. It? Why are we doing it? Why are we paying lip service to this nonsense? I think from when your... we ought to just get this over with and get these. Can you imagine if everybody in the U.S. military left basic training with a four hundred five deadlift? It sounds great. It sounds like a U.S. military made of Grant Brogy's. It does. The most it fierce does. fighting that, force you, on the planet. That, that's ever existed <laughs> on the planet. That's ever existed anywhere, you know. And uh, No, it'd be incredible. I mean, we uh, saw this at the platoon and level. And it's not hard no, not to do. Not at all. Is it? It's just no. not. How much trouble do you have getting your guys up to a 405 deadlift? None. And how long does it take? Uh, three months? Three months, yeah. Three months. Yeah. They're deadlifting 405. And once they're deadlifting 405, they're always, for the rest of their lives, they're stronger than they were before. Right. Once you get them up to there, then they go on a big training exercise, they deploy, whatever it is, they lose some. But once you get them there, um, yeah, they stay. They, they uh, stay strong. Yeah, they stay strong. They stay strong. <laughs> what I want to know is, and, and this is the primary objection to this strength emphasis, 
how many of your kids that you've gotten up to a 405 deadlift suddenly can't run three miles? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. This is an amazing straw man that these people keep coming up with. They want to pretend as though 405 makes a guy it's not, into that's one of these even, giant fat that's power not lifters. E- that's that, not even required. I mean, right? Like I see, I have Marines all the time that the most they gain on LP is 10 pounds, right? And they never they never get too big and nasty. And maybe they don't pull four or five. Maybe they pull 365, 365. right? But it's, it's enough. But a better um, deadlift. Than way better. A yeah. double body way better. deadlift. Yeah. Um, but Does that, it slow them down in the run? No. It can. When? If they don't do things. So here's what I tell Marines all the time. And now I'm not talking about ones that I am over and make do this. But people that ask me, right? right? Most people want to come with an excuse. Oh, yeah, I wanted to do that, but then I got it running stuff. I'm like, hey, I run three times before my PFT once a year, That's and I go we, out, and exactly I don't. Exactly what I, we tell people. I do. don't run an 18-minute three-mile, but I run under 22 minutes. I run a seven and some change per mile, and that's good. Now yeah. my score's way above average, right. and it's okay. Um, right. But, yeah. So that's but no, it doesn't. But, but it doesn't take away the that, ability right, for them to run. Right. That, or run this is no, this not is the this is the straw. It man. might actually enhance it. Sure, it does. Yeah, sure, it does. Especially Force production if they, against the ground. Right. Or especially if the guy is only capable of you know when he starts off a hundred and thirty-five right. pound deadlift, which is how most of them are. Sure. They're eighteen-year-old Marines out of boot camp that have yeah. I mean they're they're super right. weak. Yeah. I would suggest that. If you've got a 165-pound kid uh, when he comes into boot camp that can't deadlift anything, and you turn him in with a with a eight-minute mile, right? With a with a 24-minute three-mile time, right? And that if you get him up to a 405 deadlift and get him up to 195 pounds of body weight at, at, with a 405-pound deadlift and his Mile his three mile time stayed at twenty four minutes. Right. He's better. Of course. He's better. Yeah. Because when he gets through running three miles, he can still kill you. Right. Whereas the kid that was one sixty five needs to sit out. Right. Yeah, totally. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. this isn't complicated, is it? Yeah. So uh, let's indulge Delgadillo here. What what do you we can go ahead and talk about this if you want to, but what do you actually do? <laughs> What do you actually do to train people? As if that's relevant. Wait, at the strength co or in the Marine Corps? No, in the, I think he's talking about in the Marine Yeah, well, yeah. so I just opened up gyms close to Marine bases so I could just fix your problem for you. No, I mean, what I do, so there's elements, right, as an officer of, hey, I'm on a PT with the Marines, but there's a lot of leadership things going on, right, at the lower levels. So when I was a lieutenant, I'd take all the sergeants and I'd put them on this, right? And that's when I first emailed you, right? I was deployed mm-hmm. to Afghanistan and we're, and we're training in this little sandbox gym. Mm-hmm. And then they go and get the lower ranks and they do it. And I just put them on LP three days a week like anything else. Mm-hmm. Now, there are still other requirements happening. There's the unit run. You right. know, there is a five-mile hike with gear on. Right. But I, these – Marines don't know what starting strength is at first. They just right. know I'm supposed to lift three days a week. Right. And they still make progress. Yeah. And do they start to fail sooner? Yes. Who cares? It's way better. 
Right. It's way better that they're doing. Right. Would it be optimal sure. to not do the hike and to move this over sure. here? Yes. Who cares? It would. Right? Could I be stronger? <clears throat> sure. But I have other stuff I have to do. But guess what a 21-year-old guy can do? A bunch of things. A whole bunch, a of, bunch of things. Yeah. A whole bunch of things if you just ask him to do right. it and convince him and that they, he has to. They want to work out, out more anyway. Sure. They want to work out more anyway. Of course they want to so look better. They're the, physique-minded. Right. And they understand that's they're right. going to look better. It's a beauty pageant night. over here. Right? Well, you, there's, you know, here we are back to that. huh? Maybe there's a maybe there's a way to, to leverage that. Yeah, huh? Maybe so. You guys look better naked yeah. at 195 than you did 165. We promise you look better naked. 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 N E K K I D. Naked. Okay. Brogy. How do you say it? Naked. Brogy. Naked. Does brogy mean naked? <laughs> I don't know, but I can't make eye contact during this discussion. Yeah, I know. I noticed that. <laughs> That's a little weird. <laughs> yeah, That's right. Court martial. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to yeah, 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 yeah. We're all going to get court martial. <laughs> okay, but the other thing, the other thing I do. That I would say most people don't, or I guess I'd say what's different than what I do at the strength go, right? And that's I make all the young guys power clean because mm-hmm. I think it's worthwhile yes, and they and is. they enjoy it. Um, Certainly, I is. would like for them to press twice a week and bench once a week every week. Mm-hmm. But every Marine wants to they lay down and bench, bench right? So let them bench. They uh, all want to bench press. Yeah, break. they want to bench press. Um, and then a lot of sled work as the PFTs coming up, right? Right. So just. Right. Push the sled twice a week. You know, we do it in a group setting. Hey, you're there, you're there. There's four total. You push it back and forth, trading off. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't sit there with a watch. You just make it fun, yeah, 10, 12 sure. minutes. Um, but if you train like that, LP, sled one to two times a week, and then just open up your stride a couple weeks leading up to the test, right. you'll be fine. You'll I, I got to run mine before June 30th. I went out to run the first one. And I was 24 and a half minutes, right? It's the first time I'd run in a year. Yeah. I'm the second one, 23. And they just go down. and Yeah, they go down all three times. Yeah. And if you do, if you run it three times and then t- you run three times, take the test, or two times, take the test. Three times and take the test. And take like the a, test. Mu- a month into it. Yeah. I've, had, I've had guys do just fine just with two runs. You'd be fine, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I, yeah. I'd have an above-average first-class test. Out, right. You're just trying to pass right. it. Run twice. And this way it doesn't drop your squat right. and deadlift. Yeah. But I got a point to prove to people that right. you can be very strong right. and still get a very high score. Precisely. And, 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 and do good. Precisely. So, yeah. Does that answer Nick's question on what I do to strength train people? I think it probably does. Yeah. I and gave him it, a video on this so we wouldn't have it, to talk about it. If it doesn't, then he'll just do his own. Ricky body. probably lost the video. Who is this yeah. Ricky. <laughs> this Ricky, Ricky guy. It's Ricky. Grant, let's talk about the difference between uh, an affiliate gym and a franchise. Where would gym. you ever think of such a question? I, just you know, it's came to you just like that. Franchise affiliate. We got two different programs. Yep. Uh, franchise gym program is obviously a situation where, like McDonald's, you walk into a franchise gym, they look exactly the same. They have the same tables and chairs. They have the same colors on the wall, the same cheese ball pictures up on the side of the, the building of, of hamburgers that aren't actually what they look like when they come across the counter, right? They got a playground outside, but all of the, as it's called, trade dress is exactly the same. Everybody in the gym gets trained exactly according to the starting strength model. And uh, when you walk into a franchise gym, you're going to get the same product. 
in every one of these locations, and that's the purpose of the franchise gym. The affiliate gym, on the other hand, is is a program that extends to uh, starting strength coaches who must be the owner of the gym, and they're basically just doing what they want to do in their own gym. They're just they're by affiliating with us. They're assuring the public that when you go to a starting strength affiliate gym, you're going to be able to receive the starting strength method. And uh, the two programs are completely separate, and you've chosen the affiliate model. Well, the What's... franchise wasn't there yet. But right. no, what I wanted to do when I called you and originally talked about it was I wanted to open a gym, but I wanted to make it in a class format. Right, because I didn't want I, you know I talked to Paul Horn a ton as I'm mm. getting ready to open this thing, and I said, right. "What's the number one thing that makes people quit your gym?" He said, "Well, when they're an intermediate, and the workouts take longer than two hours, right. they think they want to do it, they care, but it just they run out of time." Right, and so I wanted to do it in such a way where you walk in, I'm in charge for 90 minutes, you show up on time, we get you through the whole workout, and you're out in 90 minutes. Right, um, so. <clears throat> I mean that was that that's how we run it and and that and there's different ways of doing things and right. I t you know I talk to Paul about this all the time because he's got half you know that almost looks like a strength co or a franchise gym half of it all the racks there then the other half he has open gyms right. and but you know he's got people that hang out in his gym sometime for four hours and I, if I'm in there I want to be coaching right. until everyone's done give them their notes for next time right and leave the. Uh and and really the truth is that lots of the affiliates do, do the same thing. Right. They they found that it's the most efficient way to manage their time as a coach if they're if they're using the time to coach groups. Right. And they it's a class structure. It's 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 rather thoroughly structured and right. it's not uh, it's not just a wandering around doing curls kind of a kind of a gym. None of them really are. Right. I don't yeah. think any of the affiliates are those. I just think it, it gets think... out. It can get to with a lot of open gym time. Right. More silliness comes in. If you, but but by the same token, if you've got members that have been that have been with you for three years. Oh yeah, they go in whenever they want. Know, they're, but they're not going to be in a novice linear progression situation where they walk in and the thing's pretty much already structured for you. We know what this guy's going to do today. Yep. He's been here three years. He's making his own decisions. He's learned how to train. Totally. He's learned how to program, and we're going to allow him the latitude to, to do that kind of thing. But what I would tell you is that that guy, if he grew up in the strength code for three years, enjoys coming to the class. That's what sure. this becomes, right? Well, I haven't added any any weight to my squat in two years. I still right. train three times a week because I right. like doing it, and I like doing it with people, yeah. and I know it's important. Sure. Um, so, you know, it's it's a lot of the, it's the, the atmosphere that you build sure. in there, too. And every one of these gyms, whether they're franchise gyms or affiliate gyms, functions as a community. Correct. 100%. All, every single one of them yep. is, uh, has got a very, very strong element of community to it and you know you find that in any any serious training you don't find it at 24-hour fitness but no crossfit gyms are all the same way everybody knows each other when you're training that hard together you you just develop uh friendships and relationships that everybody enjoys right you know and this is a very important part of all of these 
Oh, it's what these. makes people keep coming. Sure. It's what sure makes people it keep it's coming. It's not just yeah. the training. Yeah. It's the fact that they're enjoying their training yep. at a level. In, in person. A level over and above that physical aspect of the training. They're, right. They're, they're, they, they meet people they respect and admire and share things with. And, and this is a terribly important part of every functioning gym, including Wichita Falls Athletic Club and all the affiliate gyms work the same way. And uh, we've got some just damn good affiliate gyms. When, when we first rolled out this this idea back in uh, April of 2017, there was a lot of uh, – 2000 was 18, wasn't it? 18. 2018. There was a lot of, a lot of panic on the part of some people that uh, – you know, because – for one reason or another, they didn't feel like they'd been involved in the development of this, although it's, you know. Uh, we told everybody everything they needed to know as soon as we could, and people reacted negatively until they realized one day that we were not going to remove the affiliate program from anybody. Hell, we can. It actually got way better. We It, it got better. <laughs> it's expanded since then. In fact, it's expanded by four or five new gym oh. and we have to have these affiliates because a 1600 square foot franchise gym which cannot close on saturday is not going to be a place we can use as a venue for a starting strength seminar we have to have some places to do these things yep. we have to be able to travel around and put seminars on in bigger affiliate gyms and the affiliate program is never going to go away what we hope will be the case is that both programs grow. And that's what we need to do and what we have to have happen, what we're working toward all the time. It's happening right now. Yes. Well, so what do you got going on uh, so at Strength Hill right now? As it's as the gym's growing and getting bigger and bigger, I'm one person. I need more coaches. Right. So I, have, I just hired my seventh last week. Um, and it's been great with the Starting Strength Coaches Development Program for me at the Strength Co. Because now right. I don't have to sit down and tell people, look at this portion of the book, go read this. That want to be coaches, right? right? What I get them is in person, in the room, I'm training you how to coach. Right. You're responsible for the theory. Oh, by the way, you're, you do the Starting Strength Coaches Development Program, so you're going to get all that. You're going to meet all the right. coaches. Um, so as I grow – uh, I mean, that's what I need is coaches. So uh, right. Mike, you know, became working for us for a year, became a starting strength coach. I'll have two that will test out this August. Um, you know, so it, it it takes time, but it's much faster because these coaches are seeing a wide variety of issues. Even me, what did I coach? 18 to 22-year-old Marines for years. Right. And then I got my first six-year-old woman, right? Or the guy with drop whole foot or whatever it is. Whole different whole thing. Whole different deal. But the same program applies. The same program applies, but now this coach that's learning to be a coach is in the gym for six hours a day, and every group of seven Exposed has a different to this person broad demographic. Yep. Yes, and absolutely. so you can make it. You can create a coach um, right. faster. So right, and you can get some stuff done with looking at videos online. I mean, our technique forum on the on the uh, on the website startingstrength.com forums technique exposes you know we we put those videos up for everybody to look at and you can get 
quite a bit done just looking at videos, especially if you're you're comparing what you see to the corrections comments that right. come from more experienced people in in the thread. But there is nothing that is capable of substituting for you standing there, moving in a circle around moving the, the person, moving the person, yeah. talking to the person, every, watching your corrections at least be attempted to be incorporated into the next rep. Right. That that there's no substitute. Or during it. I mean, everyone that comes in and does our intro to barbells course where we teach you three of the four lifts. Most of them, or a lot of them, have heard of starting strength, mm-hmm. and they've, hey, I've been doing this a month. And I'll, I, I used to say, hey, go ahead and squat like you usually do, right? Now right. I just start, start from the scratch. Right. And, and it, every it, one it of them saves says, two minutes. Everyone, yeah, right. Every one, <laughs> two minutes of pain and misery. Right, right. Every one of them says, man, I, I watched all the videos. I thought I was doing this right. Um, so Everybody until you have it in person, and then in the right. group setting, they're getting coaches. Oh, in between sets, now I'm watching Ricky squat. Right. right, and I'm the, oh, I see what he's trying to fix or whatever it is. Right, right, exactly. We, you know, everybody that comes to the seminar uh, has seen the videos. Yeah. They've read the books. Yeah. Most of them have read the books, but they've seen the videos or at least aware of some aspects of what we're going to be showing them Saturday morning. And by the time we get to the second set around to to the second set of the of the squats on Saturday morning, we see the same exact thing that these people have seen videos and every one of them is still doing it wrong. And you can type until you're purple in the face and people will not incorporate these things until you mash them into a position. Mash. 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 Into a position that they are reluctant to occupy until you mash them into that position and demonstrate to them firsthand that this way works better. Right. So, yeah, there's no substitute for, for hands-on stuff. So you're coming to California for Horns Seminar. Yeah. How about the Monday after, 45 minutes down to Orange County, I'll prepare you some golf shrimp, bring you to the gym, meet the great people of the Strength Co., say hello. We'll talk about it. All right. All right. Sounds great. Sounds like you're in. Well, it requires that I stay in California an extra day. An extra day. Just leave the seminar on Sunday and come down. As you know, I don't like California. Gulf shrimp in California. Oh, what a treat. What a treat. (laughs) Not gulf shrimp in the gulf. And I'll show you a howitzer. I'll show you a howitzer. There you go. Well, that might that might be. There we go. Okay. Howitzer. That might we'll shoot gulf shrimp with howitzers. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. From the gym. Talk about yeah. destruction. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Conglomerate. <laughs> Grant, thanks for being here, man. Enjoyed thanks it. Thanks for having Thank me. Thank you guys for watching. We'll talk to you.